The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Text for our meditation this morning are the scripture readings that were shared with you earlier in our service. Our verse for today is especially 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15. Notice what the Apostle Paul wrote as he finished explaining all the many different things that God had given to him and what he gives to us. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. What an amazing God we have who gives and gives to us and most importantly gives to us our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Decades ago, there was a man who had wanted to come to America, so he got together his meager funds so that he could ultimately buy a ticket on a steamship that would come to America and land in New York Harbor. As he prepared for his journey, he made the decision to buy the ticket. But then, in order to save money for the food, he decided that he would, in fact, would just simply buy a supply of cheese and crackers. He bought what he thought would last him for the journey and which would be enough substance for him to survive that long journey. He didn't want to put out any more cash than he had to. And so, as he started on this trip, he realized that the damp, salty air in fact made those crackers soggy, the cheese hard and rancid. And so he was put in a quandary. What do I do next? And it just so happened that one of the waiters was going by and he was carrying a tray of food that smelled so good. You see, he had heard that the food on these steamships were extravagant, were wonderful and really tasty. And now all of a sudden, as he's hungry, he sees it, he smells it. And so he began to put more money together, looking at what he had and just try to figure out what, how much is it going to cost me to be able to go in and be able to eat one meal. And so he saw a waiter going by, and he said to him the simple question, how much would it cost for me to go in and to enjoy one meal in that restaurant? And the waiter looked at him, kind of puzzled, and said, do you have a ticket for the ship? And the man said, well, yes. And the waiter said to him, well, sir, the meals are included. How many of God's people are settling for crackers and cheese in our lives, oftentimes willing to settle for just about anything? We may survive on cheese and crackers, if you will, when God wants to provide us with an abundant meal. Just as this morning, God provides us with one of the most extravagant meals that we can receive. Not only does it feed our bodies, but most importantly, it feeds our spirit. It gives to us what our spirit needs 
It gives us that forgiveness that was won for the cross, on the cross for us. And God comes to us to give us this meal, the meal that is also found in his word. As we open up our Bibles each and every day, God speaks to us, God feeds us, and he reminds us who he is and who we are and what he has done for us and how he has given to us so generously. Our God is an amazing God who has given to his people through the years. Our God is truly a generous giver. Think about that man on that steamship and how much he could have had, how much he could have enjoyed his life. Today's theme is generosity because God is generous. Generosity is God's hallmark for our lives because God continues to give to us generously. We are blessed in how we can share him with other people and share the gifts he has given to us so that others too may know that our God is a loving God. He loves them and he loves us. He gives us our time. We all have the same amount of time. We all have the same amount of time each and every day. And how much of that do we share with God and with others? He gives you and me specific gifts, spiritual gifts. He gives us talents that we're able to use. How much of those 24 hours a day do we use what God has given to us to help other people? And so God gives to us abundantly so that we might be able to share with others as well. Today we will feast once again on God's word and on the sacrament he has given to us. And we are reminded of what God has done for us in the waters of baptism and saying to you and me, you are loved and you are forgiven. And I will be with you and bless you as you give in response to the blessings you've received. You might remember the story about the Israelites in the Old Testament with Moses and the children of Israel being led through the waters of the Red Sea. But before they were led through the waters of the Red Sea, before the angel of death passed over their homes, God encouraged them and blessed them to gather together to enjoy this meal. And then the angel of death passed over their homes and God moved the Egyptian people to give abundantly to the Israelites as they were leaving. And so it is God provided multitude of things for the people to take with them. You see, there's a reason why I'm sharing that with you, because that generosity that the people displayed was in turn used by God later on when God wanted them to build a tabernacle, a place for him to live among his people. And in Exodus 36.6, we find recorded these words. Moses issued a command and a proclamation was circulated throughout the camp saying, let no man or woman any longer perform work for the contributions 
of the sanctuary. Thus, the people were restrained from bringing any more. The people were told that this tabernacle was to be built and to bring their offerings forward. And finally, because they were giving so generously, Moses had to say, stop it. Stop giving. Stop giving because you are giving so abundantly and we can't use it anymore. Hundreds of years later, King David, in our Old Testament reading, wanted to build the temple in Jerusalem. But he was unable to do that. But he was able to set an example of giving so that the resources would be there when his son would build this temple for God. David was an example, and he led the giving, and his leaders and the people followed suit. And notice what we heard in our Old Testament reading today. Following David's giving, the people rejoiced because they had offered so willingly, for they made their offering to the Lord with a whole heart, and King David also rejoiced greatly. The hallmark of their giving was their generosity as they gave so the temple was built in thankfulness to God. By the time Zacchaeus had come and heard about Jesus, we know the story. Zacchaeus loved money as a tax collector, as a chief tax collector. He was greedy. He hoarded all of the money that he could. And perhaps you've heard the story about a monkey, the monkey trap, I should say. The monkey, in fact, here's a picture for you that I found online. What people will do to catch a monkey is to take a coconut, hollow it out, put a, and on the one end of the coconut to have a hole. They attach, of course, the coconut to a tree or something so it can't move. But they put a nut inside it, and a and, and variety of nuts. So when the monkey puts its hand inside that, that uh, coconut, all of a sudden it clams onto it, and it will not let those nuts go, even when the trapper comes to take it. To me, that's a sign of greediness and of hoarding a sign of what Zacchaeus was like. And what happened when Jesus came into Zacchaeus' house, we know, is Zacchaeus changed. Jesus made an impact in his life. And here might have be an illustration of Zacchaeus responding and ultimately giving up to half of what he had received to people, up to four times the amount, he tells us. Generosity became a hallmark for Zacchaeus' life. He saw money no longer as something to be hoarded, but instead as something to be used as a tool for good. Through his giving, he was honoring and praising Jesus. His giving was an outward expression of a changed heart. Then we have the story in Luke's Gospel of the widow who having only two small copper coins left in her possession. Gave all she had. She gave like no other person had given. 
She had nothing left, but she gave because Jesus had given her a gift of faith to trust, to trust that Jesus would continue to provide for her. She, promised, she relied on his promise that he would never leave her or forsake her. So generosity is a hallmark of these responses on the part of the people. Generosity is one of the wonderful gifts that God has given to us as Christians. King David was so thankful for all that God had given to him that he wrote the following prayer. I invite you to read this with me. Yours, Lord, is the greatest and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. God, of course, gave King David as he gives to us everything. David was thankful. And we, too, can be thankful for all that God has given to us. In a short period of time, you will have an, offer, an opportunity to express your thankfulness to God in bringing forward your estimate of giving in a response to the blessings that God has given to you. It's an expression that we share not because we have to, but because we want to. Giving is an expression of thanks, of thanks to God for all that we have received. In the biblical accounts about giving that we just heard about, people gave in response in thankfulness, whether they had much or they had little. Giving begins with the heart, and it reaches into our pocketbooks, into our wallets. Giving for Christians is not an option, but it is to be done, as we heard in our epistle reading, cheerfully. Read this with me, please. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. A story is told of an irate person, a parent, who phoned her Sunday school teacher. She was very angry, and she said to her, asked her this question, is it true that you told the kids, including my son, that they're crazy? She wanted an answer. So the Sunday school teacher responded with these words. No, I didn't tell them that they were crazy but I did tell them that they needed to be committed. <laughs> Crazy or not, I pray that you and I, too, will be committed. Committed to Jesus Christ, who died that we might live. And it is because of his love for us that we, too, are able to give in response to the blessings we receive. So may we be granted by the power of his Holy Spirit to accomplish this work, indicative of our lives, and to give generously. For when we are generous, we are free in giving or sharing. And we are noble as we open our hands to our gracious God and helping others. Amen.